Well, hi everybody and welcome to Rob Evans 365. This is day number 604 and on the way to pick up the kids from school yet again for this podcast. Um, It has been just so crazy busy, uh, which is a good thing because everything that I'm doing is starting to have traction and the more you do, the more successful that you become the more clients that you get. So it's uh, pleasing to know that what I'm doing is is working and I'm having trouble keeping up with the demand right now, I, I must admit. And um, this one's coming to you a little bit later in the day when I, I would normally like to get it to you because I've just had such a, a hectic day and a night last night uh, with the, the conference that I went to to see Tom Bailey, uh, who came on... Um, yesterday late afternoon so I wanted to give you my perspective as to yesterday Uh, these events that I go to they provide um, some great networking opportunities and they also um, provide an opportunity to meet these um, you know very successful people uh, from all over the world and it's always exciting I find to get a perspective into uh, one human's success against another one's and uh, whether it be male and female and just taking away snippets of information that I find really really impactful and useful uh, to employ into my own life and um, there was a couple of them yesterday a couple of young successful ladies so I, I do have to say that I find uh, a lot of women entrepreneurs very, uh, very excitingly inspirational um, because of what they've been able to achieve. And look, women get it tough. I mean, they have to break through, you know, the glass ceiling. They have uh, a lot of stereotypical views passed on them, and um, they just keep on fighting. They're extremely resilient and. Um, beautiful human beings and um, very, very successful entrepreneurs at the same time. Um, so I always enjoy listening to um, their stories as well. And uh, normally you, you get a few of the same people at these, at these events. And um, you know, sometimes, look, to be honest, I, I'll leave the room or stand at the back of the room and do some other work um, because a lot of these presentations go for 90 minutes. If the content's exactly the same, uh, then uh, it gets a, a little bit boring, I guess, each time you hear it, um, especially if you're not interested in a particular, you know, a particular service, like option, share trading, um, and that kind of stuff is not something that particularly interests me, uh, not, the, not the option trading. Share trading, yes, but not the option trading. Uh, so, I, you know, I, I don't really pay too much attention to that. Uh, but uh, Tom was uh, Tom was good. Uh, now I may not sound super excited about that. I mean, obviously I was really excited about listening to him. But I have to say, I I don't use bad language, and uh, if I do, it's very rare. Uh, but in a professional setting, you know, like on this podcast, uh, you know, I don't swear. I don't swear with my clients. It's not part of my general, you know, dialogue. And I think, oh, why is that? And it's probably because 
uh, I was raised that way to, you know, there was punishment if I was ever, ever caught swearing. And it was, you know, always looked down upon. So it's not something that, that I've ever done. It's something that I've always been conscious of making sure that I um, always spoke professionally and I, I didn't have a potty mouth. Um, basically, and I, I guess I pride myself in, uh, you know, being professional uh, at all times and having a high level of a high level of service when I'm dealing with people in a business context, uh, as well as personal. I, it's you know, it's just the way that I like to be. And now I've listened to a lot of Tom stuff and uh, on impact theory and and so forth, and um, I've heard him do some other other things as well. And uh, he doesn't normally, well, pardon me, he doesn't normally, not that I've noticed anyway, him swear a lot. And if he's doing like a YouTube video or something like that, usually the swearing's beeped out. And yeah, I hear, hear beeps and I thought, oh, that's unusual. I didn't think he swore a lot. Um, but when he was presenting yesterday, oh my goodness, every, every sentence had, um, you know, swear words in it. F this, F that. And he said that he used the term mother effer, you can work it out, as a term of endearment. I'm like, do you know what, mate? <laughs> Find a new term of endearment. Um, and just uh, like the way that he came dressed out, uh, dressed up, it's like, man, are you, I don't know, are you trying to dress like some kind of... Um, I don't know, 16-year-old ra- rapper, gangster, breakdancer type person. Um, um, I, I didn't quite get it. I didn't get all the swearing. Um, uh, maybe he's trying to be a bit like Gary V. I don't know, Gary V swears a hell of a lot as well. And uh, some people, you know, like that, I guess, are trying to appeal to maybe it's that I don't know 20 to 20 to maybe early 30 type demographic and and maybe they think oh yeah man that's really great and uh, you know when he came out it's almost like he he sounds aggressive and when um, somebody asks him a question and, and like how he prepares and stuff and he says he wants to come out aggressive and um, you know he's he comes out and does his thing. He just seems angry, and I I don't really get it. You know the the kind of that angry angry thing and the, all the swearing uh, to get across your message when you could get the message across some other way. Now Tony Robbins he swears as well, not as much as this, but he does use swearing um, as kind of shock value. He says to you know snap people out of states and and that kind of thing, uh, but <clears throat> I don't know. I just think you can achieve you can achieve a result without out doing that. Um, and for me, I think some of the messages sometimes get lost in uh, you know that unnecessary swearing. But anyway, I think on the whole, I took a, a bunch of notes and. Um, you know, some very insightful stuff. I mean, I didn't know a lot about him, to be honest, and I didn't realise that um, he and two mates uh, started Quest Bars. 
and uh, he now he sold it and they got up to he was saying like producing I'm, I think it was a week the number that he gave us but one and a half million bars a week were going out of this out of this place and um, it was interesting that they want so where he came from from making these bars was to help his mum mother and to help uh, and sister uh, that were suffering from metabolic disease and um, he wanted to help uh, fix that by making these bars that didn't have corn syrup in it and they couldn't find anyone in the world that could make these because no one was making the equipment to make it mainly because that uh, when you add the corn syrup and stuff it, the way that it was able to go through the machines with the corn syrup and the texture, it worked. But when you used, um, you know, not corn syrup and some sugar substitute like stevia or something like that, he didn't use those words, but, um, you know, using an alternative or making them sugar... Pay me! Or making them sugar-free, uh, that a machine just didn't exist, so no one could make them. So they had to invest in making the machines and they produced the first machines that made these sugar-free things and um, they ended up selling the business I'm not sure what year I don't think he mentioned the year or if he did I missed it um, they're selling the business for over a billion dollars it's like wow that's that's super crazy and cool at the at the same time and now He's doing a whole bunch of other things and uh, he's talking about making, you know, the next Disneyland. I don't know what that means. He didn't actually articulate what, what that looks like. Um, but the, the equivalent of something like a, a Disneyland, I'm assuming not... He, he's talking conceptually here about um, the impact. Um, so I'm assuming he's not talking about theme park and that kind of stuff, but... Um, something on a Disney scale, which is like just um, amazing. Um, some sort of experience, whether it be a, a coaching experience or some inspirational experience or something that's going to be on that scale. I don't, I don't really know. Um, so uh, yeah, it was just, it was interesting to. Uh, to listen to him, got to meet him afterwards, and then and this is the thing, right? Meet him afterwards. Hey, how you going? Um, you know, shake your. Well, it's not even a handshake. I don't know what you call it. You know, and you put out your hand, you grab the other person's hand. You know, not like a handshake, but like you grab their thumb and stuff. And I'm assuming you know what I'm talking about. And they kind of pull you in um, for a hug and and stuff. And it was like that. And uh, you know, like super super friendly to everybody and uh, having a bit of a chat and, and everything. It was like, it was really nice, really, really cool and friendly. And it was really softly spoken. And he's like, oh, wait, man, it's good to, great of you to come and all this. And I said, look, thank you for coming and, you know, safe travels and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, yeah, so I just, I just don't understand the other part which is where, you know, when you're on stage putting on a show that is, like, aggressive and a lot of swearing and and stuff, it just, I don't know, I guess in some ways maybe comes across to me as being a little bit fake. Now, I'm not suggesting that he's fake in what he says, but I don't know. Maybe I'm just, uh, what you see is what you get. Um, 
and uh, who knows, maybe if I did swear and do all those things, then uh, I'd, uh, I'd be in a different place. I had a, a, uh, a coaching call with some people in South Africa last week, and they were telling me about this guy. Um, I think I've heard of this, maybe seen some of this before. I'm not sure what the name is. But he's saying there's this, um, this personal trainer that when you sign on, that um, he might follow you around for a period of time, like spying when you don't, you know, when you don't know what's going on. And if I don't know, say sees you going into um, placing placing an order, I don't know, somewhere like McDonald's or KFC or somewhere like that, he'll he'll physically come in because he's he's following you and seeing you, and he'll punch the crap out of out of the the client. And it's like, why? He says you need to do something like that. You know, really stand out because obviously it's memorable to people. It's like, I'm not going to do that. Um, but is that what we've come to? You know, in order to help people, you're going to belt the crap out of them? Yeah, good. I mean, most of my clients uh, uh, tend to be women, so that would go down really well, wouldn't it? Um, anyway, I guess people just try to stand out in their own, their own way. Um, one of the cool um, guys that I did meet yesterday... His name's John Lowe, and John Lowe is, you know, one of the most successful um, social media marketers on the planet. And um, uh, yeah, I signed up to one of his courses uh, because I thought, wow, this um, this is really impactful and some really powerful guarantees. Um, so that was exciting. Like he he talks about. Um, you know, if he, he can't make you $10,000, I think it's something like that, um, $10,000 over a certain period of time, uh, then uh, you will get, like it's a short period of time, you know, getting you an additional 10,000 um, people uh, following you um, genuinely and not like fake stuff. Um, then you get the whole course back and um, he's got some... Uh, you know some great, great uh, ideas about how you can uh, use what it, what you've got right now to generate some income for you uh, through the social media platforms. And um, when you make your first two hundred thousand uh, dollars, um, he puts on a party uh, for you, and um, yeah, you get to invited to his house and and stuff. So uh, that's pretty cool. And you get uh, you know one on one coaching with him as well, so um, that'll be interesting. I think that's going to come up in March. There's a couple of dates that'll come out uh, coming up in March, so that's um, that's going to be something exciting too because uh, it's something that I dramatically need to improve on. I know I've got some great stuff out there. In fact, he was he was talking about branding, and he put up some of his branding stuff, and it's like, man, I am more branded than you, dude. Um, I have more branding than this this guy, but um, I'm going to use his skills to, and my branding to um, take things uh, to completely, completely different levels. So that that's ex- an exciting prospect. So um, yeah, I mean, yeah, th- this is the thing. I mean, I'd have to say that the the networking at the event wasn't awesome. I had a couple of good chats with some people, um, but um, it was a smaller event, and uh, you know, when you're sitting down, there's not that much opportunity to to network as such because you've, you're listening all the time. You've got a couple of you know, five, ten-minute breaks where you can have a chat 
with paper, which uh, which is what I did, which actually reminds me of a, a person I'll tell you about that I met. And um, yeah, when you when it comes to lunchtime, uh, that's normally pretty quick. Have a, a couple of chats to a couple of people, and bang, it's time to to get back in. And last night I couldn't hang around because I needed to get back. And so you know I was up at at 4:20 a.m. I um, drove into the city, did a couple of hours work in the city, which was good actually. Did some good work there. Um, in the session all day, drove home, walked back in the door at 7:30 p.m. last night. Finished the remaining. I had someone fill in for me for the half hour of boot camp. I then stepped in to run the second half of the the boot camp session for him because Elizabeth was unavailable. I I've got another um, reliable uh, contact who's a client actually of mine that she uh, runs the class for me uh, when I'm not there and she's available. So that was really really helpful. And um, yeah, then after that. As um, soon as the class finished, had to talk to a couple of people, um, then had to go pick up the kids, came back home, had a shower, then at 8.30pm had to uh, jump on a, um, a a watch party, which is like a Facebook Live event watch party, and um, yeah, and then spend some time with the kids, so um, it was, it was super, non-stop yesterday, but you just never know who you're going to meet. I always say that you never know who you're going to meet at these events. You never know uh, what content you're going to get out. And I say, if you can take away one, two, or even just one thing away from one of these events, then it's been, it's been a success. Now, I reckon I probably took away three or four things yesterday. Um, but that's the first thing. The next thing is you just never know who you'll meet. So I sat, I always try and sit right up the very front. I'm going to have a, a little sip. Um, because a lot of people are intimidated to sit in the front. I sit front, front row, center. And um, uh, there's always someone there before me. And I say, oh, is, is anyone sitting here? Can I sit there? And they say, no, that's fine. Now, I sat next to this guy initially. A very, very unbecoming guy in the way he was dressed. Now, I reckon I was the only, I would have been the, the finest dressed person in the room. Everybody's kind of, because Tom is, you know, a little bit laid back. So, um, uh, you know, and when you saw him, it was like, man, blue and black sneakers and, and uh, t shirt and these weird pants with braces hanging down and stuff. Um, you know, the, the audience was kind of just dressed in jeans and t-shirts and that kind of stuff, which is kind of like the Gary V thing. A lot of the entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs, uh, dress like that because they figure that, well, Zuckerberg dresses like that, and um, you know, why can't I? Um, I I follow JT's example and say always dress to impress because you just never know who you're going to meet. Um, so you know, a well suited, suited up, a, a tailored suit. Um, white shirt, uh, one of JT's ties actually, and um, yeah, looking pretty smart. And uh, uh, sat next to this guy, um, you know, kind of like some, uh, I won't say old jeans, but you know, I guess you buy new jeans that look a bit roughed up these days. So, you know, I'll say old, old jeans, uh, you know, just a, a polo shirt of some sort and um, just, you know, just look like a, a normal sort of person. 
And anyway, I got talking to him and asking him what he does. And so he uh, used to work on and um, pilot, I don't know, what do you call it? Captain. Um, a super, super yachts. Like we're talking like the $100 million type super yachts. And he was telling me, um, he said, I said, you know, tell me a little, little bit about them. He, I said, what sort of size are they? And he said, look, they're the, they're the types of yachts that have helicopters, helipads and that kind of stuff. So you get an idea of what size these things are. And uh, I said, you yeah, know, what are the sort of people that you, you work with? And he said, look, um, uh, for confidentiality reasons, he can't, can't talk about it. Uh, but basically, you're talking about celebrities, royalty, that that kind of stuff, and really, really fascinating to hear hear his story. And now, what he does, he doesn't work; he works on land now, and he runs a recruitment agency, which recruits staff specifically for these super yachts. I thought, wow, that's so niche and so so cool. And um, yeah, so we we had a great. A great old chat, and uh, we're now connected on Facebook. And so, um, yeah, that was really, really, really interesting. Um, so you just never know. He was probably the most interesting uh, person that I met and caught up with a, another guy that's probably the most successful uh, business person I know in Australia, uh, worth a couple hundred million probably. And we had a good chat, and that was, uh, that was really cool too. So you just, I mean, you just never, never know. Uh, like I sat next to this guy, you could look at him and say, "Well, look, I'm. Why would I bother having a conversation with you?" And because you just never know who you can meet. And uh, yeah, he, he was probably the conversation of the of the day. So they're my takeaways. Um, if you've ever got an opportunity to go to events like this, then certainly do it because you'll always pick up something, take lots of notes. And talk to people and you just never know who you can meet, what you can learn, and where a relationship can lead from one thing to another. All right, so I'll see you tomorrow. Have a great day.